So when you're talking to your sphere, when you're talking to your sellers, when you're door knocking neighborhoods, when you're posting content, the point is attention sellers. I want you to pay attention. I got two things here. Number one, if you love your house, do not move, do not sell. It's the best investment you've ever had in your life. Love it and keep it, own it, hug it, squeeze it, kiss it, whatever you want to do with it. It's yours. Enjoy it. If you don't love it, then you're an idiot for having it. We got some good stuff to chat about here today. Yes, we do. Because we've got the market. I was talking a couple minutes later. I was talking to a friend of mine. He, he, um, his, he's got a kid in Kai's class, too. <coughs> and we started. he started talking about the market this morning. And he goes, what's going on in this thing? When's, when's it going to drop? So when's what going to drop? Because when, when are the prices going to drop? I want to buy something. And I said, well... <laughs> Not for a long time. And I said, that's the dumbest thing you could possibly do is what are you talking about? And I said, well, <laughs> so why are you moving? I don't know. So, well, then you shouldn't. This is, a, this is the, it's an interesting time. Every, everybody's talking about real estate guys right now and people are going to talk about it. But this is, this is the problem. Okay? From my opinion, let me, I'll start out with what I think the problem is. Too many people are talking about real estate. They don't need to do real estate. And what they're doing is wasting your time because they're talking about real estate and they're not doing real estate. And you think you may have a deal, but you don't because they're talking and not doing. Right. So it goes back to I was talking with an agent strongly last week over here. And I said, you, you're going to you're going to be broke and you're going to your whole career is destroyed. Because you're wasting time, you're not being a professional. You're not realizing what's going on right now in this marketplace. And everybody's talking about real estate because real estate's fun. Real estate is exciting. Real estate is crazy. It's mystifying. It's weird, right? It's voyeuristic. It's, 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 there's something very interesting. You're just staring inside people's houses. I don't know what people like about it, but it's intriguing that people like to do talk about real estate. But most people don't need to buy or sell real estate and they're going to suck your life up, right? So let's talk about that for a second. I love when you guys talk with us and you say, okay, I'm working with a buyer. Okay, are you? Well, yeah. Are you sure? Well, what do you mean? Do they have to buy a house? And I love when I get the pause there. So do they, do they have to buy a house? Well, they really want to buy a house. So that's not have to buy a house. Do they have to buy a house? Number two question, you guys know what it is? Do they know where they want to live? Like really know where they live, not between... Orlando and Tampa and Nashville. Like, do you know where you want to live? And then do you have a time frame in which you need to be living in that? Three simple questions. That's it. Do you have to buy? Do you know where you want to live? And do you have a time frame needed to be there? And if you don't have the answer yes to those three questions, you do not have a buyer. Simple. Now you might have a very strong, passionate looker right? But you don't have a buyer yet until some catalyst flicks those switches to the yes position. And now you can go to work. Same thing with a seller. Hey, thinking about selling my house. Oh, good. Let's replay that sentence. I'm thinking about selling my house. That doesn't make you a seller. That means you a thinker, right? You're not a seller until, do you have to sell this house? No, you shouldn't. Okay, <laughs> Don't. It's the best investment you've ever made long-term. Hold on that baby. Sit on it. Have fun. Okay? 
or if you have to sell your house, good. Let's go to question number two. Number two, do you know where you want to live? And number three, do you have a time frame you need to be in your house? If the answer is not yes to those three things, you don't have a seller. You've got a thinker. I'm thinking about selling. Big time problems here, guys, okay? Big, big, big time. And yes, I see that. I, I think it also, we spend a lot of time trying to convince people to sell or convince people that they're making the wrong decision to not do something, right? Like I was what really prompted my head about this was over the weekend, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine who really, he came to me and said, I, I think, you know, we might want to sell our house. I really want some land. Right. I want to buy a property on some land, at least two acres. And because his kids play baseball, and he wants to be able to do a bunch of stuff out there from a sports perspective. And he's lives in an HOA community now, doesn't want to ton of equity in the house. And really, I think that's what prompted it was, you know, my house is worth more than it probably ever has been. I should cash out on that. And I've always wanted land. So why not do that now? But we had a real conversation about, great, well, you know where you want to be because he does. He knows kind of what he wants, but does he have a time frame to be there and does he have to do it? And the answer to those two questions is no. So immediately I know, okay, he's he's not all the way there yet, right? We're, we're half cooked. And then we start talking about, you know, we, look, we do it literally, got him on Zoom. We do a quick scan through, pull up a few properties. There's only about where he wants to be, there's five properties on the market. One is $3 million, which is out of his price range. And then the other four are are good, three of which are nice. And one's a not very nice that they're just trying to cash in themselves on the market being where it's at. And his conversation circled back to, yeah, I really like those three, but um, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't sell. I'm just, I don't want to buy at the height of the market. I said, yeah, but we always have to think about this, right? You're also selling at the height of the market. And so everything is relative, everything. So the question really isn't about this, the the price that you're paying or anything else. It's, do I really want to be at this other? Yep. I'm going to interrupt real quick because the I got to stop words that are that are alarming. Height of the market. Can we please knock this out of our vocabulary? Because is this the height of the market? I don't know what's your Nostradamus, right? You're not the person that knows whether this is the height of the market. I know that this is the market. I don't know. You don't know. So if, when we say, hey, you might be buying at the height of the market, what does that do to the buyer's heads? It throws in a, oh, shit, thought process, right? Because does anybody want to buy at the, height of, at the height of the market of anything? Do not, right? So, and I know that's just, it's us girls talking right now, but I want you guys to be very cognizant about saying that because you're just buying at market, at market. But right? it might not be a market you like to be buying in, but it's market. It's not the height of the market, it's market, right? I, you want to go buy Amazon today? Want to go buy Tesla today? Probably a good time to buy it, by the way, after last week. But it's market. It's not high well, the, low. It's the market. scary part, though, is those were not my words. Those are his. And those are words right. that we're constantly hearing from potential buyers and sellers. They're the ones using that term, right? 
So my oh. counter to that is let's let's pretend you're correct. Let's pretend. One second, you know you're somehow predicting that this is truly the height of the market. That also means though that you're selling your house at the height of the market, right? So you're getting more for your house because if the prices come down on the house you're going to buy, then that means very likely your house is also coming down in the price that someone else is willing to pay for it. Everything is, is balanced. The real question is, how bad do you really want this other property? Do you really want to be on two acres? Is that going to improve your lifestyle? Is that really where you want to be? And if it is, then is it worth it now to be able to roll in that equity have the same or lower payment on a property in a house that you really, really love and is fitting your lifestyle better than the property you're in now? And if the answer to that is no, then he shouldn't sell. If the answer to that is yes, then it's not about price and it's not about anything other than can I get the payment where I want to be on the house and land that I want? And if the answer to that is yes, then we have something we should really talk about, right? And so I think that's the biggest thing. And, and so there's a lot of that going around, but I, I think that was kind of the point today of really diving into the fact that we've yes. got to be pushing the story that it is all about payment and not price. People get wrapped up on price. It is not about price for most people. Now, if you're dealing with a cash buyer, it's a little different, but for the most part, if they are using financing in any shape or form, the reality is if they're buying at a lower rate, then it is all about, can I make that payment? And is that payment in the realm of where I want it, right? When we go buy a car, no, Jeff's not going into Cadillac saying, oh, um, can I please buy this Escalade for a hundred grand? No, he's going in saying, hey, what's, what's that payment going to be? And does that work in my head compared to where I want to be on a monthly basis? Sure, great. Then it doesn't matter. The car could be a million dollars, but as long as it's in the realm of where he wants it to be, that's how we operate as human beings, right? So why do we not sell and push real estate in that same way? And so I think that's the conversation that really has got to be had right now is it got to push this. It's, it's really focused on payment because the home prices can come down. Tomorrow, home prices could come down, but if rates skyrocket to five and a half, six percent, that 50 grand price drop's not going to matter because they're paying more for the house, right? So that's where I think we have to, we have to make that story very clear. Let me, yes, yes. And we're going to dive into that in a second. I want to, I want to hit one other thing first, because I think we lose sight. I think we all, we all lost sight of one simple thing. We've been giving a, we've been given a tremendous gift right? Tremendous gift. And it's called a market that went absolutely freaking crazy. We did nothing to cause it to happen. We're lucky, right? We're lucky. We're lucky to be living here. We are fortunate that you slept where you slept over the last two years and the equity near house and the value near house skyrocketed, probably doubled. Stop thinking that you are smart. You are freaking lucky. And every person that lives in Tampa Bay is lucky because the house went up in value while you slept. You did jack shit to deserve that cash. You did nothing for it. And it very easily could have slipped the other way. So I want you guys to think about this for a second. You've been given a stimulus check, right? 
in essence, that's what you were given. You did nothing for it. You got money given to you. Congratulations. You did shit. Here's your money. Congratulations. Right? How much equity, right? If you're sitting in your home, you've got a couple hundred grand in equity. You want a scratch off ticket, guys. There's nothing strategic about that move. And but if you don't cash it in, you didn't win shit. Right. Sorry, I get a little passionate about this, but I want to drive this point home for a second. You've got extra money. It's sitting in your house. If you want a better house, if you want a better lifestyle, go take the couple hundred grand that was given to you, throw it down on something else and live there. Simple. It's not, shouldn't be a hard decision. Whoa, I got a hundred grand in free money. I got 200 grand in free money. I got half a million bucks in free money. Man, be stupid not to use that. You want a better house? Go get a better house. You want more yard? Go get more yard. You want an extra bath? You froze. Unless it's just a Yeah, it's going to be a higher price. But you're getting it down, right? So anyway, I want to remind people what equity really is. And it's luck. But if we don't convert it, it does us nothing. So sellers who are thinking about selling, sometimes you need to talk to them about this and say, guys, what are you doing? But I think, I, think it, I think it comes down, it all circles back to intent, right? What do I really want to yeah. be the end result? Because the deal we're putting together right now on that condo, the price never was an issue. It never came up. Why? Because it was a math equation for them. Their intent was to use it to make money. And so then it just became a matter of, I don't care what the price is. I care about what is that payment going to be and what is it going to rent for and can I make money on that, right? They went into it with that intent. That was it. And as long as it, mat, it the numbers equated to, yes, I can cover the payment and make a little bit of money on this investment, cool, then I'm good, right? The price is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. And that, honestly, if we took that approach with everything, even if it's a home we're going to live in, does the home give me things that I really, really want that I don't have now? And can I get that within the payment that makes sense for me? Yes, I can. Great. Then it's a, it's a smart investment because my intent of what I really want to have happen is aligning with what I can have happen. And therefore, it's a good deal. The price is relevant. But we, for some reason, we get caught up. And I don't understand it because it's so illogical. The, say, the reality is, I don't know if you can see this. So I, I just find this funny. Everything is relative, right? So this is a home that Johnny Knight is an agent in West Virginia. He's selling right now, okay? That house, beautiful, sitting on one and a half acres, four bedrooms, 3,200 square feet, one and a half acres of private land. What would that sell for in Florida? Depends on where. A lot. Here here it would be 760 bucks a foot so 2.4 million bucks yeah there it's five hundred and forty nine thousand yeah. dollars. okay now now for people in west virginia that house probably was 450 last year or the year prior right 
So they're sitting there going, holy shit, $550,000 for that house. Oh, my God. We're sitting there going, dude, that's a deal. You know, acre and a half of land, 3,200 square feet, beautiful house for 550 grand. All right. Everything is relative. In the same way that people come over from California, they move down from New York, they come from D.C., and they're like, holy shit, I can rent something or I can buy something here on the water for a million bucks? Are you kidding me? It's all relative. But for some reason, we forget that. We're all like, well, you know, three years ago it was cheaper. Yeah. And 10 years ago it was cheaper than that. And 15 years ago it was cheaper than that. And this is literally the way the world works, guys. It's called inflation. And it's called appreciation. Like those two things cause prices to go up. Which is why we can't live our life on that. Yeah, but we need to throw some data behind that too, right? So home values have outpaced inflation since they started tracking it in the 70s, right? Home appreciation and homes have always beat inflation no matter what. That's why uh, one of the reasons why you have such an influx of cash into real estate right now is real estate is one of the best hedges against inflation you can get, especially cash flowing real estate that'll pay for itself, right? So that's when we've got to get passionate with our buyers and sellers, first of all, to find out, are you really a seller? Now I can take a seller, who I could take a thinker who wants to be a seller and push them into becoming a seller by throwing data and passion into a conversation, right? I mean, I could say, look, the, the thing I'm, the points I drove home earlier, guys, you've got free money that was just given to you. Stop thinking that it's like needs to be protected. You got a gift, roll it into something or else you're really stupid. If you're not happy and thrilled to death with where you're living right now, then you're an idiot. I'm sorry. It, it's if the house that you have is lacking something and you're not doing something about it and moving to something else, then you're, you're a moron. I'm sorry to not sugarcoat that, but you have free equity that was given to you that you can roll into the one that you want and probably have the same payment that you've ever, yeah, you have now. That's dumb to not do this, guys. And how do you get that message across to your sphere, to your client, to your farm? It's a true message, right? But the caveat there was if you have something that you want that's not in your current home, then go get it, period. Oh, but there's nothing out on the market. You know what I am? I'm a ninja warrior house hunter, right? You tell me you want a four bedroom, four bath, three car garage, two story with a pool and meadow oaks. Talk to my lender. Let me make sure you can do it. And then I will rearrange my schedule and I will go get you that house. But I don't want to move twice. Don't worry about it. I got people that can handle that. You don't have to. Do you really want this? I'm damn good at what I do. I will rearrange my schedule for you and I will get this if you're serious, right? But you need to commit to me and I'll commit to you. The market sucks. You can't just sit back on Zillow and wait for a home search alert to come up because it's gone already. That's not how this is working, right? You need me to go get you something and I will go get it if you're committed. Are you committed? And if you hem-ha and scratch your butt, next, because you're not my seller slash buyer. You guys, are you guys following this? Hey, this is the time to create massive wealth right now. Massive. I could turn, I could by half an hour conversation with Courtney, Mike's wife, I could get their house on the market. Right? Contingent upon me finding something that they want or she wants better than that in the same neighborhood 
buy the same kids, buy everything else, they're the exact same thing. Okay, that's my point, guys. But do not be wasting time. Otherwise, right? You've got double-sided deals all over you right now if you want it, if you want it, but you have to be strong, you have to be passionate, you have to pre-qualify, and you need to make people make a decision. And if they're not going to make a decision, they're not buyers and they're not sellers. So guess what you need to do? Prospect and find a buyer or seller. That's the name of the game, guys. It's so perfect right now. It's so perfect. And I just wish, Craig... driving moves oh. all right my microphone is unmuted now all right there you go i just want you guys we all want you guys to understand the gift that we're given right now i love low inventory because as a listing agent you've got amazing leverage and as a hunter you know how to go find pieces of property and you know how to put people in great loan programs and you have the ribbons of the world and all these different programs to help everybody buy You've got people that allow people to stay in their house until they sell it. There's every objection in the world. You have an objection handler to in this marketplace right now. So that's what I really want us to get so passionate about is doing it, right? Passion. Man, a lot of rants going yep. on this morning. No, I think it's, it's important though, right? And it's important to tell the story. And it's important because the for the sellers to understand too that the – their buyer pool is going to be less, right? If they're, if they are truly in the, it, they need to sell because life is happening, whether they really want something else, regardless, if you are thinking about selling your property, your buyer pool directly affects supply and demand, right? Your buyer pool, the larger that is, the better opportunity you have to get more for the home, right? The more that shrinks, the less good that is for you. So understanding that right now with rates the way they are, you're going to have more buyers who can afford on a monthly basis to pay what you want for your house. Rates go up, less of those people can afford that price and therefore price either comes down or your buyer pool shrinks. So either way, not a good situation for you. If you're a buyer, obviously you want the purchasing power. Your purchasing power is higher when rates are lower. So those things have got to be considered whether you have a seller or whether you have a buyer. And so if you have a seller who is being reluctant or as price extremely high, these are things, these are conversations that should be had in the near future with all of your potential buyers and sellers to make sure that they understand the dynamics of what's really driving the decisions. And again, this is primarily for your finance buyers. Your cash buyers are looking at different things, but still, it's it's just it's a super super important conversation to be had. And it's so simple. It's so simple to have. Like, let's go tactical for a second. Every one of you needs to, as soon as we're done with this one, or right now, start writing down some bullet points, type them into your phone, however you you take notes. And say, okay, I'm going to go record a video as soon as I'm done and say, hey, I'm talking to a lot of customers right now and they don't, a question keeps coming up and it's, should I wait in order to buy or should I wait in order to sell? You can do a couple of videos, right? And then you need to eloquently hit these points that we're talking about right now, guys. This is why we're doing what we're doing and saying, no, it's payment, not price. 
And what does that actually mean? Because a lot of people are saying, oh, it is price. When the market turns, when you're at the height of the market, they don't want to buy at the height of the market. Well, if you're paying cash, that's one thing. If you're financing, that's another. And it just depends on what you want, right? What do you need? You just have to have this conversation with them and say, okay, I, I, I personally do not believe that this is the height of the market. I do not, okay? Now, I do believe that we're not going to have 20% appreciation again forever. I, I honestly think we might this year. And that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I'm going to ride that wave. We're going to have some fun with it. Now, market's not going to drop from there. Just the level of rise will decrease. And that's an important distinguishing factor. I was talking to a guy today. So the, do you think the market's going to dump? No, I don't. And do you think the market, the market's going to drop? I said, no, market's not going to drop. The rate of acceleration of pricing will drop. Okay. But that doesn't mean values are going to drop. It means the rate of appreciation will slow. Okay. Very important distinction, guys. Right. So if it goes from 24% of price appreciation year over year down to five, did the market really just drop or did the acceleration rate slow? It's still an appreciation. Prices are still going up. They're just not going up at a crazy level of appreciation that's unsustainable. It's just not sustainable. It, it cannot happen. We do not have enough high dollar jobs to support a 20% increase year over year. Wish we did, right? Must be nice, San Francisco, right? But we're not there because we don't have thousands of people making millions of dollars in one specific little section of, of offices, right? We just don't have that. So it's impossible for the appreciation to continue at the rate at which it's appreciating, which means the rate of appreciation will slow. Does not mean prices will drop, okay? So that's our conversation number one bullet point for Empower, Educate, and Encourage to be talking with our buyers. That's what was going on. And then when, to Mike's point, when rates go up, right now you have this many people can't afford your home because you know how financing works? This is for your video today, right? It's debt to income ratio. And you can afford X thousands of dollars because it's a formula based on the percentage of debt to your income. And that's what a lender will allow you to spend. And so right now, because interest rates are low, you can just spend this much per month. When rates go up, you can afford this much per month. When rates go up again, you can afford this much per, per month, right? And this much house. So that, let's put it a different way. I like this one better. This is the size of the home you can afford at 3.65% interest. This is the size of the home you can afford to, at 4%, at 4.5%, at 5%, at 5.5%, okay? That's a very important infographic, right? That's the size. That's all you need to get through your mind. And then, hey, seller, this is how many people can afford your home right now because debt-to-income ratio is a lot to people because of high in, low interest rates. When rates go up, a lot of people's salaries don't just keep jumping. Not everybody is lucky enough to be in real estate and go make 50 grand a month if they want to. I'm just going to let that sit there for a second. Most people have an income that's fixed that they have a percentage of their income that can do what it needs to go do. So right now, this many people can afford your home. Rates go up this many people. 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 There you need to know. So still, that doesn't change the fact that you need to decide where you want to live, what's going to put a big-ass smile on your face, and what lifestyle you want to be in. If your home is perfect, please don't move. If your house is not perfect, then A, get out an equity line and fix your house so it's perfect, or B, get your ass in a new house. Well, and I think to or that point, though, 
that's that's the other conversation that needs to be had, right? So the equity conversation is a big one. And you really have two components to the equity. You have those that have a ton of equity that to your point did nothing to earn it, but can now leverage that equity into a property that's going to fit the lifestyle they want or something's missing, right? That they can go get with that free money, essentially that was given to them, right? Through their equity. But here's the other side of the equity. Then you have people like me, where when we have that conversation, it's, listen, I know, I know I've got a ton of equity. However, I'm not moving because I'm not moving my school zone out of the school zone, right? It's just not going to happen for the next few years. Great. So what you're saying is you're stuck here for at least the next five to seven to eight years. Awesome. But you still have this free cash, right? So let's go use that. What if we could take that at all, at least a portion of that equity that you have, since you're going to be here for a while anyways, and let's go put that to work by buying a, using it to purchase a property that's going to produce income, that's going to allow you to get more. And then seven to eight years, we can revisit and see where you're at that conversation can still be had. So if you have people that are just adamant that they are not going to go anywhere, great, but you still have equity. So what are you doing with it? How are you putting that to work? Because it's great to have it, but if you're not really doing anything with it, it's just sitting there, right? And Jeff and I have had this conversation about my equity and we're going to put that to work more so than I even have been this year. And Craig's been doing the same thing with his equity in his house. Like this is... This is a smart move as long as you understand the intent. Now, if they're saying, well, I might move next year. Okay, well, then we got to be a little smarter. But if they're saying, no, nah, I'm, I'm here, right? I'm going to be here for a while. Great. But that doesn't mean that the conversation stops. It means the conversation shifts. So how can I advise them best to use that equity? All right, let's, let's go through an example. You pulled an equity line out that we met that a year or two ago, right? A couple of years ago? A couple of years ago, yeah. How much did you pull out? We pulled out 50. All right. And how much did that cost you? How does, what does that cost you a month? It's important. Not much, like a hundred. All right. So this is it. So, so we can extrapolate in our mind here. So 50 grand costs, let's call it 200 bucks a month, which is not, let's say it's 200 bucks a month. Right now. Here's the problem. What, I, let me find the right word. Not smart people will do is go buy a jet ski and a trailer and a cruise with that 50 grand. And now their payment and their lifestyle just cost $200 a month more. Not smart. Okay. What is smart is pulling out 50 or hundred grand, putting it somewhere. I don't care if you put it into a rookie baseball card, if you want, I don't care, but it's got to put it in something that makes you more than $200 a month. Right. That's the simple equation. So if X is greater than Y, good move. If X is not greater than Y, don't do it. Very simple math equation. So our job is let's see how much equity you have. Let me show you a couple of investment opportunities. I don't care if you do it or not. If it fits your lifestyle and you like it, great. Right. Because if I can make get you something that makes you four or five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks a month, you're that much closer to, to chilling out with your life. Or, or buying something that you want or getting your kid a car. There's your car payment for your kid's car in the future, right? Because of its investment. So if you could pull out 50 or 100 or 200 grand, let's go do something with it. Side, a related side note, 
<clears throat> I had lunch with a guy, <clears throat> excuse me, Thursday or Friday of this last week. And he was managing, do you guys remember Del Mar, Madeira Del Mar project here in Madeira Beach? The 13 units we closed out. Non-waterfront, no real view. <laughs> this isn't the highlight reel I put on the marketing brochure, by the way. But nothing special. They're, except for the fact they're three bedroom, three baths, and they're able to do nightly rentals. And they're across the street. They're a block away from Madeira Beach, the number nine beach in the country. Okay, So <clears throat> not a bad thing. We didn't know what they were going to rent for. We had no comps because nobody had a three-bedroom house. So in walks this guy who's managing two units in that building right now. And I said, how are the rentals going? Show me what's, what's happening with it. He goes, he goes, look. And he opened up his phone and he showed me the bookings of what he actually has. Now, you guys remember this building. We saw these units. The last one, I'll get to that in a second. So long story short, they're getting 900 to $1,200 a night on these properties. $900 to $1,200 a night. A night. A night. Not on the beach. Not even on the water. Not $900, $1,000 a night. That's $7,000 a week. Say you only get 30 weeks, which he's getting about 90% occupancy, by the way, which is mind-boggling. Now in October you might get 350, 400 bucks a night, but it's way more than we thought. So it puts a value on these units in the over a million bucks range. We sold these pre-construction at 600 grand, and then the flips got up to 750, and now the next one when they puts out that profit projection, they probably sell for a million two, right? So was that a good investment for somebody? Because here's what they had to do: they had to put 20 percent down on 600 grand. They had to put $120,000 down. Right? Well, it's a lot of money. I get it. $120,000 down. Some people, actually, a few buddies got together and put the $120,000 down. And that was all they had to come up with. The rest of it is covering itself, paying for it out of rents. Right? And then now they're booking appreciation. They got half a million bucks in value, higher than what they paid for it, plus their mortgage covered, plus throwing off sick cash flow on a monthly basis. Now, that's a smart investment. So I'm right there. No, none of you can argue with me. That's not a smart investment. Now at the time we didn't know that we didn't, we knew it was going to do well. I knew it was going to do well. I did. I did not think that it would get a thousand bucks a night. Right. I, I thought maybe, maybe March, April, you could push that, but I didn't think that was going to be a standard. So that was phenomenal. So that pushes into the Azul townhomes, right. Which are now completely a hundred percent sold out, gone, none, done, end of story that the last one sold for a million five ninety five, right? A million six for a five bedroom town. And this guy says, he goes, you're going to see a couple grand a night out of those same guy. And his client is the guy who bought the last one in there. And then we started talking about the Pelican houses, the nine bedroom, eight and a half bathrooms that are coming up. And he's like, well, I'm going to get 15, 20,000 bucks a week for those houses, which puts a sick ass value of, three, four million bucks, right, on those. But that's that's the point. The point is, I don't care if it's this or something else, but you've got to trap, you've got to untap, untrap the equity that's sitting in your homes, guys. Do something with it. Go buy whatever you want that you believe is going to bring you a cash flow 
That's make not that you believe is going to bring you cash flow. That is going to bring you a cash flow greater than the thing that you the, the cost of your money, right? You're renting money from Grow Financial for a couple hundred dollars a month. If what you're renting that money for is not bringing you in more than two couple hundred dollars a month, then that's a very bad investment. Do not do that. It just don't. So that that's the point about our educational process about what to do with equity. And it is do not buy the jet ski is, is, is rule number one. Number two is just only use it for things going to bring you in more than the money cost. And if you don't have enough yet, then go make some more until you have enough stacked up to put it into something else that will bring you an, a better investment. Because the more money you have, the more money you can make. Right? It seems to work that way sometimes. So just, just make more. And unfortunately for us, we know how to make more. Right? So that's the point. So when you're talking to your sphere, when you're talking to your sellers, when you're door knocking neighborhoods, when you're posting content, the point is attention sellers. I want you to pay attention. I got two things here. Number one, if you love your house, do not move, do not sell. It's the best investment you've ever had in your life. Love it and keep it, own it, hug it, squeeze it, kiss it, whatever you want to do with it. It's yours. Enjoy it. If you don't love it, then you're an idiot for having it. You're for, for living in it. And this particular economic flip in time, it's idiotic to be living in a home you don't absolutely truly love because you can afford to live where you really want to live because you're sitting on equity that you didn't do anything for. So take that up, move it somewhere else, transfer your portability, all your homestead over, voila, you're in the house you should be living in and you're happy. There you go. End of story. And push that deal. And push it. But Jeff, I can't find anything I want. Where am I going to move? That's everyone's standard answer. Right? I'd love to sell my house, but where the hell am I going to go? <laughs> Smack. Don't start that conversation unless you want me to end it. Because I'll have your ass moved living in a new house if you're serious. Right? This is our job, guys. This is our job is to help people. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you. And you're doing it for your neighbors and saying, get in a better house. You're going to thank me later because appreciate. let's say you're living in a $300,000 house now. And the house you love is a $500,000 house. All right, and let's say appreciation slows to 5% a year. Oh my gosh, the horror, right? Let's do math real question. 5% of 300,000 is how much? Craig can't wait to chime in, 15 grand. 5% of 500,000 is what? 25 grand. All right, which one's bigger? 15, <laughs> 25. So if, if you could live in a $500,000 house for the same price it costs you to live in a $350,000 house and you could do that, why would you not? I think you got some good ideas for a daily post, right? Like, why would you not? Why would you not? Then that means you're happy where you are. Then stay where you are. But if you're not happy where you are, you should move because... You're going to be a better one, better house. Or if you want to move down, move down. Get out of your 500, down into a 350, and that puts a big smile on your face. Take all your equity down. Your payment's going to be next to nothing. That's the fun part. But it's our job, guys, to simplify this and to spit that message out completely. Right? So sell. I'm so tired of hearing, I would love to sell my house, but where would I go? 
I, I just have to internally like stop it. Don't jump on them. Don't pounce on them. Don't call them stupid. Right. But really in my mind, I'm like, stop it. Shut up. Please don't have this conversation with me. I don't have time and I don't want to do it. Right. It's really important to, to have this guys. How many of these scenarios do you need this month? If we're honest with each other, one or two, if you got two double sides as a result of you posting, texting, commenting today, this month, two double sides, that's four transactions. That's pretty good cash. Right? Really, guys, this is all it takes in a market like this. There's so many people that are thinking about it saying, damn, honey, rates are going up. We missed our opportunity that said, damn it, we should have sold last summer. I told you, right? It's not too late, right? It's not last call yet, but the bartender just yelled, it's last call, right? You're starting to hear people talking about it. The lights aren't on yet, but it's coming. So you did not miss it. Yeah, you should have probably sold in June, right? But you didn't. So the next best time to sell is today because next June is going to be a whole different scenario than it is today in, in February, about February. So that's the issue that we have right now, guys, is getting this message out that it is not too late. This party is still on. It's starting to slow. What's going to slow the party? We're, what did the Fed tell us last week? Party's coming to an end, guys. Just letting you know, we're going to be raising rates a few times this year. Just want to make sure everybody knows that. Hello, stock market. Hey, um, real estate guys, investors, uh, big commercial guys that are thinking about putting hundreds of millions of dollars out, just letting you know, uh, we're going to be raising Fed rates. So the rate at which banks lend money to each other is going up. So the, the fallout of that is mortgage rates are pretty much going to follow. So I'm just letting you guys know, we're going to see several rate hikes this year. So if you're thinking about doing something, you should do it now or else you're a freaking moron. Uh, thank you. Have a good day. There's the press conference. That happened last week. So do something about it or else we're going to be sitting here in July going, God, man, I can't believe rates are 5% right now. This is ridiculous. I should have, should have, should have, would have, could have. No, I'm stuck in my house, right? That don't be that guy. Just do it right now. But put the message out there. Have some fun with it. Do it. Like, like Have fun with this message. Put like this kind of message out right now. Be a little passionate about it because everything I'm saying is true, right? And I don't want any of you to be, you, you listening right now, if you're living in a house that you don't love right now, get your ass out of it. If, if July comes and you're still living in a house you don't like right now, I'm allowed to call you a moron. Fair enough? You're in the business. You're in the real estate business. If you don't love your home and you're still living in this July, I'm freely allowed to call you a moron. And I want you to have this message with every one of your neighbors, every one of your friends, every one of your spheres, because sometimes you have to say things people might not want to hear to cause them to listen, to cause them to think a little bit differently, to reshuffle the deck, if you will, and saying, if you really want to, this is the time. This party does not work when rates are five and a half percent, right? This conversation doesn't work. You can't just move over, take your equity, lump it over with a low ass rate somewhere else because A, you may not have the same equity and B, I know you're not gonna have the same rate, right? So that's why this is this fleeting moment in time that is huge wealth creator, especially if you're gonna buy a rental property. 
because there's a big difference in cash flow when you're running projections on a 4% interest rate versus a 6.5% interest rate on a rental property. It changes the dynamics of the investment exponentially. It completely wipes many of the investments off the chart. And so if you're the one in the building that has rates at 4% and everybody else is buying at 6.5%, you can rent for less and still make money, right? It's called hedging your bet. It's called being in a better position than other people. And that's what rates allow you to do. Those of you who said, I'd like to move, but I don't have enough money to buy the real home that I want, then buy your future rental, right? If you're renting a house right now, you get your stuff in line and go buy something. I don't care if it's a, a house that you don't want to live in. It's way better than renting, way better than renting. And then live in it for the next year while you go kick some butt and go make a lot of cash and then go buy what you really want in a year or two from now. And then because you bought this home so cheap from a rental perspective, from a rate, you're going to be able to get a tenant in there to cover your mortgage. And then if you are in the real estate business, you should probably know that income from a rental property that's creating cash flow going positive is not going to hit your debt to income ratio. So therefore, you're actually going to make money and be in a better borrowing position because you're able to buy a rental right now. Right? That's guys, I I just want you to do better. I want you to be in a place that's happier. I want you to be in a in surroundings that put a big ass smile on your face right now. And the moment is fleeting. Okay. It just is. This is to take not take advantage of this market right now for the rest of this quarter is crazy. I mean, I'm going as I can't get any more full throttle right out of my days. I can't. I'm trying. Right. And I don't want to die. So I'm not, I'm not going to, that's it. I'm as full throttle as I can get right now because of this market right now, because of the mindset in this market, because of the interest rates in this market, because of the attractiveness of this area in this market, it's never going to be better than this. I, it's not, it's not going to be terrible, but it's not going to be this great. I mean, how could it be? How could it be? It's perfect. Perfect alignment. Perfect. Right now, this quarter, I can't tell you what Q2 is going to be. Well, I can tell you it's not going to be as good as this quarter, right? Because it physically can't be as rates go up because not enough people will be able to afford where we're selling. Simple math equation, right? So these are the conversation, guys, we have to be having today, which whatever megaphone you want to use, whichever platform you want it to be. I don't care if it's a letter targeted to absentee owners. I had to get that in there, right? I don't care if it's door knocking your neighborhood, if it's Facebook going live, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Telegram, what do you want? Whatever you want, right? Just find the audience and deliver the message. You need one or two. That's it, guys, this month. One or two extra than what you have right now. And it's not hard to do it. And I, I really want that message across. So I will take a breath now. I think that's it. We've given you the we've given you the pitch right we've given you the reason the conversation to be had not only with yourself but with prospective clients buyers sellers this is a conversation that needs to be had those of you that go out and have it today are give putting yourself in a really good position to earn some money and the ones that don't i think are going to be living with a little bit of regret as we move forward this year and next year and things change and it gets a, it becomes a harder and harder conversation to have. And so while it's still a relatively easy conversation to be had, you should be having it, 
right? So go out today, use the daily posts, use Facebook, Instagram, use direct mail, use texting, use email, use whatever method you're going to do or all of the above if you really want to have as many conversations as possible and have the conversation because I promise you it will spark a conversation and that's all you need to have. You have enough conversations, you're going to find somebody that actually wants to listen and take the advice and from there, you're going to start leading yourself down a very good path, right? But, or you're going to do nothing today, in which case nothing's going to happen. Nope. Right? Not going to happen. So let me do one. Oh, uh, wait. My phone decided to do something interesting there. One last tactical thing. I want you to right now open your phone up and look in your calendar for the day. Everybody, swipe it up, get rid of the uh, for a second, look at your calendar, and I want you to see the open time you have today and tomorrow. And I want you to take one of those hours and I want you to block it off right now that just says future with a smiley face. Right? And block a time off, block an hour off today, at least an hour. And then that is your time to do what we're talking about today. Could be right now, could be later, could be something, but that's your appointment with yourself. Every hour that you can block off right now, block it off, and you need 15 connections during that hour. And you can do it. Scroll down, go texting Z to A, A to Z, whatever you want to do. Go into Facebook, go into Messenger, go hit every, I don't, you know what to do. That's not the point of this class, right? But you better be hitting 15 people per hour and have these connections. And if you have six hours open today, then do it for six hours. If you've got four hours open tomorrow, do it for four hours. If you're honest and you don't have anything going on today, then do it all day until your voice is gone and your fingers hurt, right? Because I, you'll be loaded up with cash in Q2 and you'll be able to take advantage of opportunities, guys. Do not let this pass. Take advantage of it. Grab it, seize it, and make sure that your primary aims are getting full. And if you don't have the primary aim, then you better get on that first, right? And reach out to your manager and say, I need help focusing because this is the opportunity of a lifetime guys and i would just want you to have it all so that's my last thought go crush it we're here if you need anything and as always have the best week ever that's right see you later bye guys see ya